Hey, welcome to a fast episode of Strange Lunch. I'm out here driving on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. It's going to be like moving around just a little bit. Um, yeah, I decided I'm going to just be doing my podcast while I'm driving. I need to do more. So this is going to be like the fast episode, you know, the episodes that I do this from my car. Ha, 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 ha. It's been maybe two weeks since I did my last episode. It's been almost... It feels like two weeks. It's probably just one week. Um, I've been less creative for a week. And it makes the week feel way longer than than it could be, you know? And right now, I'm on day two of no social media. No social media whatsoever. No Twitter. No Instagram. Um, I decided that I need a, a, a cleanse from these things. It was a skill. I was interested, interested in sharpening. And I think within a year, maybe a year and a half, I, um, I've achieved that goal of becoming a lot better at both Twitter and Instagram. Now it's time to take a step back from that. The reason why, and I'm going to use this word, this term, the way that it's being used now. It's so ghetto. (laughs) You know? I feel like for online content to succeed, you got to really put in some time. Like, I'm I'm on it day-to-day. You know, I'm doing day-to-day entertainment. And I think day-to-day entertainment might not be the way to go. It's just too too much. And, you know, it's... I curate a lot of good content on the pages. And I think that it keeps people entertained. But it's more important that I expand my skill set and expand what it is my product my skill set and my product so my service and my product my product and my service (laughs) i've been reading a economics textbook you know and when you get into economics this really good term and it's called um, opportunity cost opportunity cost is simple it's just the cost of doing one thing instead of another and I just see the opportunity cost for being online all day long and being too available versus really thinking about and executing on some things because the reason why like it's not that I there's no regrets in what I'm doing just being online all the time was something I was doing to expand my skill set. Now it's time to expand what I do. I've mastered the one minute video. One minute is not long enough anymore. So it is what it is. It's ghetto. It's ghetto to do that right now. You know? I've also, you know, within the week, I've gotten really into this fiat currency stuff and rambling like a crazy man and the one thing i've learned from this 
from, you know, the research I've been doing and just how I feel overall now, my final conclusion is that money, cash, is ghetto. <laughs> ah, it might be the lowest form of exchange and what, you know, it's just a tool. It's a way for us to exchange value and it's useful in its way. But ultimately, the one truth that everyone should come to the realization at one point is that money itself is ghetto like and like the, the reason why i bring up fiat currency is fiat fiat currency exists because there's a central bank that in controls the inflation rate of your dollar and you know every year the dollar depreciates in value it's just not as valuable as it was the more money we print the less valuable our dollar you know and uh Yeah, like when you when you make money and you make a certain amount of money, that's why people put their money in stocks and everything because the dollar dollar USD is ghetto. It gets you things. It's liquid. It's something that allows you to purchase something right now. You know, it allows you to acquire something right now. But you know, it's the worst way to hold value. It's depreciating. It's sand. It's sand through your fingers if you if you follow me, you know. And I've been thinking a lot about that as well, you know. I've been driving. I drive for money, and just holding cash does not sound cool at all. That's my realization, and you know I'm sharing that on my podcast because that's part of my my mindset, and I find it to be poetic. I find it to be something interesting, you know. Um, the money's got to be moving. I'll get into it for a different reason at another time, you know, because there is a story to tell about, you know, how it came to be. And I find that story to be very interesting. That's not what I want to talk about. I made a podcast video just like this earlier today when I was uh, running to the bathroom on 14th Street on Barnes and Nobles. And I wanted to delete it because that was you throw away the first. You know, I want to throw away the first because the first one was just to, you know, get the resistance out. So I was headed to Barnes and Nobles and I was speaking about how how much I love visiting bookstores and having to use the bathroom is a great excuse to visit bookstores. Going into Barnes and Nobles, I get to browse books. And this is something that Neil deGrasse Tyson was touching on on the Joe Rogan podcast this week. You see how the algorithm is trying to sell us things that it hears us speak about and possibly desire. You know, it's trying to anticipate our desires and nudge us into purchasing things. Neil deGrasse Tyson got really um, aggy about the concept because it's like you're giving me, you're taking away my freedom of choice, my freedom of like purchasing just some rand something random you know and he 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 didn't get to use the word but i know exactly what he means and it's one word that's a, like incredible but before i get to it he used the metaphor of just like you know have you ever been have you ever looked through a dictionary and were was looking for a word 
but on your way to looking for that word you found like five other words that you found interesting and you took a note of that you know and that phenomenon is called serendipity you know you're like all these algorithms and kind of like SEO I've been studying that too search engine optimization when you search up words you know getting you directly to that thing you're looking for you know the direct the directness is taking away this incredible this incredible experience of serendipity and that's the word I wanted to put out there he was he we meant serendipity serendipity is like browsing you know that's why i still visit the library because the library is where i go to walk through the aisles of shelves of books and let my subconscious mind tell me what i did not consciously know i wanted to know you know that's why i'm reading about pack wolves right now and i have like two comic books in my home that I borrowed from the library and I'm reading about economics and I'm reading about masculinity you know I went in there with no expectations really I just wanted to show somebody the magic I wanted to go with my girlfriend to get her to um get her not just the library card right now New York is doing this amazing thing that um it's giving you free access to this amazing app called lynda.com where you can self-teach yourself um, skills like marketing like like music programming like graphic design branding so you get those resources for free from the library so I, we went there to go do that and then just me browsing I found all these great books and I'm like these are free with the power of this card these are free you know serendipity and you bet you bet your you bet your bottom dollar that I'm reading these wonderful books because of that, you know, and 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 I'm on it. So yeah. The dollar is ghetto. <laughs> um social media is ghetto. And you know, and it's not, not nothing's wrong with it in a sense, you know, money has its usage but it's put on a pedestal and that's why calling it ghetto to me seems to put it into place ghetto has a certain kind of word right the way that it's being used online right now that it just works because it's just like come on man get this off the pedestal you know social media like it's great it's an amazing tool but get it off the pedestal right now you know like i gotta get off the plantation the Instagram and Twitter plantation that belongs to them you know these podcasts even though they go on audacity they have a lot it's more ownership towards me you know um, soon enough I'll have my website which I'll be driving traffic and then all proceeds go to me and what I gotta get done you know and then it's not just to me it goes to me and the team and the community because that's the point you know all of this is the point you, you want to get to a place where you could be most useful you know that's how money is made and you know chasing money doesn't nece doesn't necessarily get you what you really need and want that makes more money which is 
uh, chasing value, you know, skills, your ability to help other human beings, you know, pretty much anybody who has exchanged something for for their dollar bill is providing a value, something of value in terms of like a service or a product, a good, you know, people who sell food, that's valuable food you know entertainers that's valuable escapism you know um i do a little bit of education and entertainment valuable you know you make people better um and you entertain them you teach people things you need your skills to help you know anybody who's got a dollar in their pocket they're doing something of value you know, because we say that this uh, ghetto-ass dollar <laughs> is worth something. But yeah, you know, and I think it's important for us to continue to talk about that because this is just a frequency. You know, there's this really good Zen book, um, Zen Beginner's Mind. There, There's this story in it where it talks about two Buddhist monks. Every afternoon they meet up. And they talk about the nature of things. And they don't do it with the expectations of some result or some new insight or, you know, something getting out of it. They go with it with just the intention of putting it into practice, of having a conversation and letting the conversation go wherever it goes, you know. Sometimes it leads to insight. Sometimes you're just repeating the same. You're, you're doing the SOS The same old Shish kebab <laughs> I'm gonna also work on not cursing um, I'm pretty sure content on YouTube With like ads and things like that They don't like curses Even though if I'm trying to be authentic But I also like the mental challenge So I think that's authentically me The ability to switch words out The same old shish uh, word I'm trying to remember exactly everything I spoke about On the last podcast So I can add it here So just get, bear with me I spoke about books At the at Barnes and Nobles Yeah there's this section that I, I did an IG live Where You know They had all these wonderful books for under $10 You know like, And these are books that are just like Little casual books that would be nice to have around the house You know and that's the kind of stuff I would love to pay for, especially because I do, I make content, so I like to get inspired. But there's these books like on guns and the different generations of weapons and guns. Um, they had a really cool book. All of these are were under ten dollars, by the way. Of anatomy for like people who are like amateur into anatomy. They had books on just symbols, like everywhere, like symbols that are also related, you know. Little do you know that a lot of symbols that we see on the daily are using certain symbols as templates. For example, the sun means energy, and uh, a lot of a lot of gas companies use the sun or sunrise, which is kind of like an arc. Um, so Tesla, you know, energy is a is an electric car company. The T on Tesla is a is an arch, an arch. In McDonald's the golden arches you know that means like sunrise so that book would be amazing if you know 
I might just go purchase that book if I if I go back to Barnes and Nobles. I know I just went there today, but I was in a, I was on a different type of mission. So maybe if I go there again, I'll uh, I'll, I'll pick it up. Um, and then there was this really interesting book on witchcraft, right? And this was something I really got into um, in the last episode that I deleted. The book on witchcraft is interesting because it's got a spell for every week and month of the year. And in these traditions, you know, each part of the year symbolizes a different phase of our seasons. And the prayers correspond with the seasons and what to look for in those seasons and I find that interesting not because I am particularly am inclined to the magic and wizardry and witchcraft you know although you know that stuff is always interesting everybody I think would be interested in it unless you know you are a Christian person who took Dante's Inferno way to the heart you know and I would say Dante's Inferno is a really good read Dante's Paradiso is also very good um, what makes me interested about this witchcraft book and how it's attached to the seasons is that there is some kind of use to it. And I can, I can attach it to something that is a little more practical. It has been studied that the phases of the moon correspond with different neurotransmitters in our brain. So there's four main phases of the moon. And in these four main phases of the moon, your brain releases and has a tendency towards these four different neurotransmitters, such as there is a phase of the moon for dopamine. There's a phase of the moon for norepinephrine. There's a phase uh, of the moon for acetylcholine. There's a phase of the moon for serotonin. And each one, you know, the, the four major movements of the moon is like when it peaks on the full moon you know that's full moon um the middle between full and the new moon which is the third and then the middle between the noon going into the full moon so those are the four phases and you know like a full moon everybody has talks about how like it makes people act a little crazier and the full moon, I think, is associated with dopamine, which is the party chemical, you know? If we're talking about dopamine, dopamine, that's cocaine, that's sugar, you know? It's our reward system. So we have a tendency towards dopamine during this time, and it kind of encourages us to, you know, a little bit of, like, pleasure-seeking, partying, and that's for us to like mingle, right? And then the next phase of the moon, from mingling, you go to building bonds and relationships to like for planning and being a little bit more uh, entrepreneurial. Um, I forgot the, all the phases, but like there's another one, I think serotonin is for like rest and kind of a colder state where you, so you go from hot states with the dopamine to like serotonin, which is a colder state, which is more like we're going into a restful state and we're gonna just be reflective, you know? So you go from partying 
to kind of getting together and and planning and then execution and then um, cooling off and reflecting and these are the cycles of the of um, of the moon the cycles of of a, of a thinking process in a way and you know it corresponds with the four months so it's kind of interesting that witchcraft will create prayers and and little rituals to really tune you up to that stuff you know like for for all my people who follow the phases of the moon which i know that there's a lot of people on instagram that do it um you know that's why we set like new moon intentions and things like that you know you, these are little breaks from our habits for us to reflect and make sure that we're doing the right things you know we continue to be successful you want to have a process that you know helps you take advantage of the moments and reflect and know when you need to change your your um, approach so all right that's the end of this strange lunch I'm, I'm already in my neighborhood and I love y'all I'm gonna I'll make sure that I'm gonna be doing more podcasts and staying in tune uh, these short videos will show up on my Instagram page though on strange lunch Instagram page not tomorrow's veggies uh, possibly Twitter I don't know depends um, yeah just looking to do more substantial work so holla at your boy goodbye farewell so long my friend